Welcome to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. <laughs> Nico, and no, this is not Nico doing the regular intro. This is me this time because I felt like bringing the energy today, and I'm fucking excited for this episode, man. It was a fucking crazy ass week in wrestling, not only in the ring but also outside of the ring. And I'm gonna actually go ahead and send it over to you, Nico, because let's not waste any time, man. There's a lot to get into for this week. Oh, there's a shit ton to get into. This was a great week. Um, honestly, one of the better weeks that we've had uh, in terms of both shows kind of putting out the best that they can do in both secondary shows, kind of doing about the same, I feel. Um, but let's go ahead. We're going to go ahead and talk about AEW first. And man, Dynamite kicks off with a boom with CM Punk coming out. Um, cold personality blaring out the fucking speakers, the crowd going fucking wild as they should. And, um, you know, CM Punk, he, he laid down, he laid down the dick, man. He, he told everyone, everyone and their mother off before, uh, Moxley came out. Um, but damn, man, live rounds calling out hangman Adam page. Um, I, uh, calling him out to a match. Um, and then, uh, saying this is, that wasn't cowboy shit. That was coward shit. Uh, what did he say also? The apology needs to be bigger than the disrespect. Uh, so, I don't know, man. Oh, it's, well, it's, it's so what's that about? So, yeah, for, for people who don't know, what's that about? That oh, line? Oh, man. It, it's, a, it's such a weird thing, honestly. Um, I don't want to get too much into the negativities here first, but let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, so, what had happened was that Hangman Adam Page, he actually... Um, he did an interview um, not too long ago, and it, within the interview, he had some less choice words to say about advice. And this is the quote from the actual interview. Um, Hangman Adam Page was asked about, you know, asked about advice he's received from veterans in AW. His response was, oh boy, I don't know. I'm stubborn. I don't take advice. It's a good question, and that's probably the honest answer. I listen to people say things, but very rarely do I listen hard. I was part of the movement that created the entire company, and I'm a world champion. I don't know that I need their advice. I'll certainly listen, but there's something to be said about trial and error and doing it on your own or on our own. I take more pride in that. Um, I, can, I, I can understand that it, it, it can be taken as disrespect. He's not listening, um, but he's acknowledging how stubborn he is. Um, which honestly, can Punk really knock that if that's kind of how, I don't know, he, that's who he perceived to be. Like he knew that what he was doing was the best way to do it and he marched on regardless of what people did. So he, it seems like he's taking offense to that. At least that's what the dirt sheets have been saying, you know, people saying that they know who's someone from the inside. How do you feel about CM Punk's comments within his promo um, to the actual code. A lot of the, and and to be clear, before I even found this, a lot of the quotes just said, um, just took the part that say, "I don't listen." That's it. I I don't I don't take any advice. That's all that they were quoting at first. So it seemed worse than it was. How do you feel about that? Well. 
I was trying to figure out like where CM Punk kind of got like the disrespect from because I'm I'm looking at this quote and I've read it several times now, and I'm trying to articulate it and see what's <laughs> going on here. But I mean, you can't knock Hangman for some of the stuff he said, like you know that he believes in. Um, you know, there's something about trial and error and doing it on your own. I don't know how you could knock something like that. Um, I get what he's saying there, but um, I was reading, though, on this that apparently this goes back to that other promo uh, mm-hmm. that Hangman had done on Punk, where he said that he was trying to protect AW from CM Punk. Yep. Um, so apparently, because that has to be it, like, that has to be where at least maybe it started this, you know, fucking heat between each other. But um, it makes more sense because this quote that Paige did here recently, he says that, you know, he doesn't listen to advice. And if he's talking about the veterans, I mean, CM Punk is not the only veteran there. I mean, he's probably like the top guy out of all the veterans that they've gotten. But at least I just that, like since. Cody Rhodes has been gone. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand um, where the heat's coming from, at least why Punk's frustrated or um, or why he didn't like what Paige has been saying. It has to be that original promo that Paige cut on him in the ring months ago. But, it's a pretty um, good promo, too. Or others, yeah, and other stuff that maybe we haven't, you know, we don't know about that, you know, whatever happens backstage, it has to be that because. Maybe this is just the reason, like, um, basically Punk just used this as a reason to do this now, maybe. Maybe it's been building, and he just used this fucking recent interview he did mm-hmm. to, like, basically call him out or, or make it a, a real-life thing in the ring. But I don't hate what Punk did here. I actually like it, because now we're so invested in the fucking story, so... And well, in the show. Um, I had an issue with him calling out um, at um, Hangman Adam Page the way he did. Um, okay. If he knew that he wasn't going to be able to come out um, at first. Um, but then I um, got to listening to, you know, other people's point of view. Um, really, I was, I, what was I listening to? I think I was listening to the, the, um, uh, the, the show with Tommy Dreamer and, and Bub- Bubba Ray Dudley are, uh, uh, whatever the fuck, um, and how they're saying it, it kind of seems like it can be used as a work. Um, yeah. Where he calls out Adam Page now, and then Adam Page comes back to retort. I mean, there. Um, we'll get into more of it a little bit later. I don't want to spoil everything from the show. I kind of want to go in chronological order, but it could be something to be used so that Hangman Adam Page can be brought back into the title picture. Right now, it's it's Mox versus Punk. Um, we'll see where it goes, but. After CM Punk, you know, lays down the information within this promo, um, out comes John Moxley, um, ready and raring. And honestly, when Moxley was going down to the ring, he looked like he was taking a sweet ass time to get down to the ring. And um, of course, CM Punk was um, living it up in the ring, making snow angels. Uh, Mox gets into the ring, starts making fun of pump dropping pipe bombs. Um, Talking about how uh, 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 his he was making fun of his his injuries, 
Um, it went back and forth. It was pretty heated. It almost seemed, honestly, a bit real. And that's what I love about it. Because if I'm getting worked, I don't fucking care. I'm getting worked. But the way they interacted, they looked like there was real animosity between them. Like they really hate each other. They really wanted to get under each other's skin. Um, as I told you, as Moxie's cutting his promo, you got Punk interrupting him. And, oh, man, Punk was getting on my nerves. I'm, and of course, right now, my, the bull in this fight for me is, is Mox. I'm a I'm the Moxley fan. I am fully aware that he's more than likely going to lose this title shot, but I'm a Moxley fan through and through. I will I will stick behind my guy, um, no matter what. Uh, but it was a very interesting opening um, promo. I felt, even if I'm delusional, I felt it was an even promo. They got the best of each other, and the the fight at the end, the brawl at the end, was exciting. Um, how do you feel about the about the whole segment? Um, I enjoyed it because I was on the edge of my seat um, or bed in this situation, just um, listening to both of them go at it, man. And I haven't been the biggest fan of Moxley's in ring work um, as of late or in AEW, but his. Promo skills, I mean, he could talk. Um, and I knew when fucking Moxley was going down to the ring, I was like, all right, shit's about to go down. Uh, things are going to be said. Especially after what we saw with Hangman, because I didn't know about the fucking interview that Hangman did. Um, so I was a little confused as to why all that was happening. But I was interested because I'm like, I think there's something going on here. But then Moxley comes to the ring, and I'm like, all right, shit's about to go down. This is going to be fucking good. And honestly, the Snow Angels thing, he did that in 2011, uh, during his 2011 run. Um, so that's, uh, you know, something he's done before. I thought that was pretty uh, cool or whatever. But um, Moxley, man, I mean, he was not bad. Um, it was it was good, man. I fucking loved it. Um, I know you were a little upset with uh, Punk fucking interrupting or whatever, but um, yeah, I loved mm-hmm. when he was like, "Well, you could be the heart and soul." He's like, "I'll be the the cents and the dollars or whatever," uh, and everybody got a good pop out of that. And dude, this crowd was fucking loving Punk um, before Moxley came out. Like CM Punk chants to the top of that fucking arena, but. Um, yeah, I actually really liked the line that that um, Moxie said after he said that. Um, Punk was like, "Good, you can be the heart and soul. I'll be the dollars and cents." And then Moxie comes back. We both know you only came back to AEW because you ran out of money. We both know that you ran out of fighting spirit a long time ago. You want to prove me wrong? Go ahead and do something about it. And I don't think you're gonna do shit. And that's when that's when everything just fucking hit the fan. And I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Well, going back to before we get to, um, you know, what's coming up next week or whatever, because yeah, this is yeah. a big, this is a big story, probably the biggest story of the week, um, okay. in wrestling. So we're gonna be talking about it for a little bit, but uh, before we talk about the actual matches coming up next week, it's important to point out 
that uh, there's been several reports with the page thing still, and I want to bring up here something. Uh, so apparently yeah. there was no plans for any kind of Punk and Hangman match or stories right now, so that was um, nice. obviously, you know, unplanned. But what I found interesting was uh, Brian Alvarez actually reported this. Uh, he was saying that CM Punk's promo kind of divided the locker room as half are angry at Punk's words to Paige because Paige is well-liked by many backstage and the other half agree with Punk's feelings. Uh, this all apparently started because Punk at one point felt Paige was unprofessional and Punk felt like he had to make Paige look like a fool. Um, so does he mean that, like, what about Paige? When was he unprofessional? Is he talking about that mm. promo? That did he go off script when he was talking, you know, shit about Punk during their uh, the beginning of the feud? Uh, I don't, I don't know, dude. Because at that point, it was good for the feud. Honestly, to me, the feud didn't really mean shit up until that point. Like it, it, it needed that boost. Um. I don't know how much I can trust everything that everyone's saying. I mean, there's also reports out there of that Punk was going to leave the company at AEW. He was getting frustrated with AEW and wanted to leave. So um, there's so many reports going on right now. Uh, I would say I think there's some truth within it, but I feel like I feel like this is a work, honestly. I feel like this is going to come up to having Hangman come back for the title uh, maybe next. Because uh, the, there's more to this, um, more to this that, that we need to talk about first before we can actually get into um, the nitty-gritty of what this could possibly mean. I feel like it's actually a work. The more and more I thought about it throughout the day, the more and more I listened to other people, um, read the reports and all the different types of reports because there's reports saying Punk wanted to leave AEW. There's reports saying that the locker room is divided. There's reports saying that it, that that what Hangman said back back then was actually you know true. That there are a lot of people uh, in AEW that don't like CM Punk, um, not just for Hangman but also for Cabana. Yes, and um, so there's so much reports going on right now. So hard to trust what, like everything you have to take with a grain of salt. Um, but it's all fueling this fucking feud. Everything, because it's, it's, it's putting your eyes on CM Punk on, on AEW. And I'm only excited for what's going to happen. So um, do you have any last thoughts before we continue? Um, of course, we're going to circle back to this because there's, there's still more news on it. Okay, so I got... Uh, two ideas out of this so if this is a work or even if it's not a work um cm punk is about to make hangman adam page and you can come back and listen to this but <laughs> page is about to be a fucking star because of cm punk um because now we want to see this match more than we did the first time yeah. Uh, probably twice as more than the first time because we didn't think Paige should have been the champion. Uh, and now Punk is, you know, exposing those, uh, you know, 
basically saying that, well, everybody wants to be the champion until it's time to do champ shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, it could be really good for Paige if they don't fuck this up. But what if Tony Khan is just working all of us and he's about to do the mm. one of the greatest storylines in the history of wrestling? Uh, no, uh, no. Where That's it's not. like WWE, it's WWE guys versus AEW. That's dumb. That's NWO. No, I, I won't give it to Tony. I feel like this is more of a collaborative. I don't, I'm not going to say Tony Khan. He's not giving a shit. He's finally letting people get, tell the stories the right way. That's what I'm going to say about it. I agree with everything you're saying. But you know why this all feels great? Because um, CM Punk, you actually believe, like, if this is a work, you're actually believing that this is legit. Um, if it is a work, right? Like, you don't know because CM Punk is that fucking good. That's why also yeah. we got to get some credit to CM Punk here. Yeah, he's good at being an asshole. And it works. And that's why he's fucking great. You know who else was great at being an asshole? Roddy Piper. Oh, I thought you were going to say MJF. But yeah, you're right, Roddy Piper. Well, yeah, MJF is uh, he's up there as well. But um, uh, that, that was all I was going to say. But okay. uh, I'm interested back. in this. Definitely. We're going to circle back to it. Like I said, I have more thoughts on the matter. But um, let's go ahead and continue. After that, those scuffle, great opening se- segment to, to AEW. Best opening segment in a very in a very long time, I feel. Um, honestly, great show. Uh, the next segment was actually Tony Schiavone backstage where he should be giving interviews to Powerhouse Hobbs. And Hobbs throws out the, a great promo, just props on the promo. Um, don't want to spend too much time on it, but I'm looking forward to seeing what, what Hobbs is going to do. Um, after that segment, we get our first match of the night, which is a fucking doozy. It's a two out of three falls match. Um, Brian Danielson. Versus Daniel Garcia. And uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is actually the special timekeeper. So pretty dope. Pretty dope. You got the the Dragon Slayer and Daniel Garcia with the Dragon Steamboat um, as a timekeeper. Great stuff. And the fact that the whole fucking show is being promoted with the fucking House of Dragon. Great shit. Love the promotion. Dude, this was an awesome fucking match. It was insane and um it went on dude i don't even know how long this match went on for but um well, let me just say before we get into the match the the promotion was kind of corny i mean i don't even i don't like game of thrones man i'm just um, gonna say that yeah. that's okay you weren't you, you didn't live it you didn't watch it uh but regardless of whether you think it's corny or not game of thrones is huge so it's a pretty big deal that they have something like the House of Dragon kind of promoting the whole thing. Um, even though Game of Thrones ended very poorly, it's still it was huge. So you can't deny that factor into it. So that's a really good promotion that they're doing. And seeing well, the dragon is awesome also. Well, whatever. Let's get to the match. I that's, mean, that's... <laughs> I'm not going to get too much into the match. The match was great. It, it speaks for itself. If you watched it, you watched it. If you didn't, I'm not going to go through everything in the match. There's so much going on um within it but i do want to more talk about the ending of the match daniel garcia did end up losing he did get one fall which was great uh daniel bryan really looked like he was he was um reeling there he wasn't gonna make it pulled through got two out of the three falls um but at the very end we see daniel garcia and they were telling this story um beforehand within the match 
You know, he looked up to Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson as a kid growing up. That was his boy. And now he's finally had this great match with him. And you see that he wants to, he's torn now. Does he stay with the JAS? Does he get, um, does he side with Brian Danielson? Uh, Chris Jericho comes into the ring, um, attacks um, Brian Danielson. Uh, Daniel Garcia turns him around, stops him from doing anything. Jericho, obviously pissed off, walks to the back, and you just see a torn Daniel Garcia in the ring, not sure if he should leave, reluctantly leaves the ring. And, and then we have, um, we have just, a, just a great, like, what's going to happen next. That's what I'm always looking for in all of these things. What is going to happen next? What's going to keep me coming to the next week? This is definitely making me want to watch next week's show. Um, what did you feel about that? What do you think they're going to go from here? Um, well, I'm not 100% sure that anything they go they do going forward is going to be um, you know, all fucking great and all because they might fuck this up because this match was fucking great. I love the match. Um, and Brian Danielson, man, he fucking made Daniel Garcia. Um, this is a match that I feel like we're going to come back in the future and look back and say, hey, this was like the feud that really got Daniel Garcia on the map. Um, because obviously he's been doing some goofy shit. Maybe I'm just getting worked with the whole sports entertainment shit. But it's it's all garbage. But we see Daniel Garcia when he's in there with a serious opponent, Brian Danielson. Wait, wait. So you're saying Yuta's not a serious opponent? No. What? He's... How? I don't get it. I don't. I really don't. How is Yuta not a serious opponent? What does he do that's goofy? Because he he can't take him seriously. You look at him and he doesn't look like a professional wrestler. I'm he's, sorry. He's as big as Daniel Garcia. What's but the Daniel difference? Garcia has the look. What the facials? Look? Oh my God! Okay, Wheeler, whatever. Wheeler Yuta, that's your guy. No, it's, I'm not it, saying he's my guy, but to say that he's not a serious opponent for him is just ridiculous. They're both look, on the same level. Look at the fucking spot that they've given him. Okay, they could have given it to anybody else. Like <sighs> Daniel Garcia deserved some of that hype before Wheeler Yuta started getting any kind of recognition, but. You know, they had him fucking around with Jericho, but I will Honestly, say, dude, though... If, if he wasn't with Jericho, then he wouldn't be going through this, so it's better that he went through this. Then. But I'm just saying, if you'd like to watch the wrestling, then the Yuta and Daniel Garcia stuff was great. But do you have confidence that Daniel Garcia is going to be able to do something like this as good with anybody else right now, not named CM Punk? No, I mean, I'm not saying that, that Yuta and him were going to you know, they're going to elevate each other. No, they're still brand new. They're new faces, but to say their matches aren't good or whatever, that's just ridiculous. Um, I'm just talking about the wrestling well, look, in general. I'm not talking about the whole story at this point. I'm just talking about the wrestling. Well, I'm talking about both because I've said that Daniel Garcia is a great worker, but it's just the other stuff. And then his fucking promos, he doesn't, you know, sound natural to me at all. But Recently, maybe like the last week or two, he's been, you know, showing some signs that he can be a main event guy one day. Ah, uh, okay. And I saw and I saw it in this match. OK, 
he can work on his promo skills. That, you know, we still have time. We can still be patient with him. But I don't like the Jericho stuff. But I will say that Jericho was great in this. Um, you know, in the aftermath of the match, his facials, him like, hey, man, think about what you're doing or what the hell are you doing or whatever. So all of that was great. Um, finally, something that Jericho did that I enjoyed. Um, actually, two weeks in a row, I really enjoyed the the Moxley match as well. Um, so surprisingly. surprisingly, yeah. So, hey, man, the last two weeks, I mean, since CM Punk came back, I mean, that's not uh, a coincidence, folks. I mean, that doesn't tell me anything about the Jericho Moxley stuff that you like, because I mean, you like the match. CM Punk didn't come till afterwards, so it didn't matter. Anyways, I'm just not- saying. That CM Punk is, you know, what drives this fucking brand. So I don't know. Yes, sir. I mean, he barely came in, so he. But great shit, though. I love Daniel Garcia, uh, in this. So yeah, hope, there you go. Hope, yeah, hopefully he can keep it up here. Okay. Anyways, um, after that match, we had a backstage segment, private party, um, going for the world title on Rampage. Uh, no one gave a shit. <laughs> Anyways, exactly. Um, after that segment, we have Tony Nese and Mark Sterling walking to the ring when John Moxley just destroys them from behind, goes into the ring, calls out CM Punk, says, um, "Why wait till till all out? Let's do this shit now." They get into another scuffle. Everyone's pulling apart. You got uh, Claudia out there pulling them apart. So this leads to the announcement that we're going to get Moxley and Punk next week on Dynamite. Now now that we've said this portion of it, now that we're going to see them go on uh, next week, after everything we said in the very beginning, circle back around to it. I think the fact that they're going to have Mox and Punk go on to Dynamite uh, next week, this is why I think it's a work with the Hangman stuff. Uh, because with Hangman, him calling out Hangman, what if it's going to lead to some type of match at All Out with him? Why are we going to get the Moxley-Punk match this coming Wednesday? Like, why are they moving it up so quickly? Yeah. Is there a need to get the belt off Moxley? Or are they trying to plan something more for All Out? This is something I heard, um, you know, listening, I think, to the, the Busted Open podcast, what it's called. Uh, bust open radio on uh, serious, but it could lead to something like just thinking about it. Like what if they're, they're thinking of some type of return. Um, now that, now that CM Punk's back, there's more talks of a possible um, MJF coming back. Imagine MJF coming back for this, or if even hangman interrupts the match next week because of what CM Punk did, said this week. Causing an interference, making it a triple threat match at All Out. Who knows? So it just seems like with them announcing the match coming up next week, that something is going to happen. What do you think? Um, I mean, I honestly feel like we're not going to get this match next week. But then a part of me is saying, well, Tony Khan's not going to promise something for a show and then it not happen. Um but I, I'm thinking that 
this match is not actually going to happen. They're just going to be so heated that there's a DQ or or something. I don't know. I I this should have been an all out. Um, I don't know what's going to happen because of course all out's going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're going to want Punk to be a as a seen as a babyface. Of course, going into the match. I feel like at this point, there's no way that CM Punk cannot be seen as a babyface. Well, the 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 thing is, the match is there for the, like it's there for them for the taking, right? Like a main event, John Moxley versus CM Punk at All Out in Chicago for the AEW World Title. That is the marquee. That's the fucking match. That's the one that we uh, want to get excited for and want to watch. But now with everything with Hangman. And if this isn't a work, this was apparently unplanned. So, like, now because of everything that happened, are they changing the plans now? Was this the plan the whole time? Like, I don't know. And I have heard about some stuff about MJF, um, about basically Punk beating Moxley next week, and then MJF beating Punk at All Out. But, dude... Nah. All outs at fucking in September fourth. That's like what two weeks away. Like, yeah. it, it's just too short of time, man. And um, that's why I don't want to see this match next week. I hope something does happen where we get more interested into the actual match at the pay per view, and we don't actually get this match. But I'm gonna throw an idea at you. I don't know if this is far fetched here, but I did read that some people thought that. Punk was going to quit and that he was not going to actually show up to Dynamite this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Some people actually believe that, apparently. Um, but do you feel like if that's the case and that's actually true, um, do you think he drops the title to Moxley so he can leave? No, I think if he... Um, wasn't going to show up on Wednesday, but he ended up showing up, um, then it's more like he's going to get what he, what he wants. I think if Punk wanted to leave, he would just leave. He wouldn't drop the title. He wouldn't do anything. He would just leave. Like, I, I don't feel like once he loses any respect or anything, in his mind, I'm not saying that he, that I, just in his mind, I feel like he would just drop it. I don't think he would do the job. I think he would just drop it and leave. Um, and then you have Mox as a champion, and you just make a new champion. But um, I think that if if that's really the case, then Mox is dropping the title to give CM Punk what he wants. Well, there's been a lot of talk about CM Punk. Like, was he the problem the whole time with WWE? Like, uh, people are starting to question that, but. I hmm. think it's just CM Punk being CM Punk as he's fucking working, y'all. He loves this shit. You have to think about this guy's a student of the game. So you don't think he's going to do and say anything, whatever it takes to make us feel like this is fucking as real as it can be. Um, I think it's a work, honestly, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I know that's how you may be feeling, too. It's like... I feel I like it's know. a work, but I, I feel like, um, I, I like I said from the very beginning, he just needs to be a heel. He works better as a heel, and it's hard for him to like be a heel right now because everyone like 
just loves him. Like no matter what he does, no matter what he says. I mean, let's let's look back to the beginning of his promo. He was talking shit about Hangman Adam Page, and not just Hangman Adam Page, but Eddie Kingston, which everyone and their fucking mothers goes ape shit about. You at one point were saying like, "Oh, Eddie Kingston needs to be world champion. Like they need to jump on that right now," which was ridiculous. Um, I hope you realize that now. But like, he just talked about like fan favorites, and no one gave a shit. Because CM Punk is the one saying it. So it's really hard for me. Like, I want him to be a heel. And he says some heel shit. Like, honestly, I felt like he was the heel in this program. Um, but, you know, people eat it up. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know, man. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. Because this is, like, the most that I've been invested in AW um, in a while. Well, at least Mm -hmm. like the last two or three months or whatever. But yeah. um, So I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but I honestly don't know what's really going on in this whole thing. Um, And I think that's, that makes it fucking great because I Mm want to see what's going to happen next week, man. And it could be the first segment of the night. It could be mid through, like we saw Moxley come in a uh, couple segments after that. But um, I don't know, man. And I'm 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 invested. I just wanna I want to be a fan, and I want to see what happens. They were saying this too, and I think it's very true. Um, I'm gonna say this real quick, then we're gonna go to the next segment. But if the Moxley and CM Punk match starts dynamite, there's gonna be a match. It's just, it's going to be a regular match. We're going to see a winner and a loser. Um, be ready for that if it starts it. I feel like that's a very true statement. That's um, true. And I and, don't know if it's going to start, but. Yeah, we don't know if it's going to start. But if it ends the night, if it starts at 9.30 or whatever the fuck, 9 o'clock, doesn't matter. If it ends the night, if it's actually a true main event, then something's going to go down. MJF? So. Uh, I feel like they should hold off on MG. Like, I think MGF is going to be a return for All Out. Like, he's going to attack Punk after the fact. Like, if Punk wins... Because Punk... I don't see Punk losing. I I love Moxley. I want him to be champion. I love that he was picked as the champion. But I'm... I'm not stupid. You know, CM Punk's their guy. He's going to be the champion. So, whatever... At the end of all this, Punk is going to raise that title. But yeah. MJF coming back, that's money. That's gold. And if they don't put the title on MJF, if they bring him back and, uh, with an attack on CM Punk, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I, um, I feel like they could still hold off on MJF for a while because they could still milk this Moxley thing and the Page thing. Uh, I don't know if... Well, Throwing MJF in the mix right now would uh, make things better. Um, the, the thing with MJF, though, is that you wouldn't give him a title shot right away because of all the shit he's done. So he would just be a shit stir for a good while. And you would still have another program going on. But think of MJF as being like Sting in the 90s when he came back as Crow Sting. Of course, he'd be talking and actually doing promos, but he wouldn't be able to get a title shot right away because he just shit on the whole company. Like, how would you give someone a title shot like that right away? You know what I mean? Okay, okay. I see that point. Um, 
I just feel like it should be Moxley and Punk at All Out. Mm-hmm. And then, man, I was starting to think that they were, maybe we're going to do Punk and Brian Danielson at the Asher Ash Stadium or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, that could that match would sell that shit out at the Asher Rock Stadium. <laughs> well, I don't know what the fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> um yeah, but it, it, it's interesting. But I want to go ahead and continue. Don't want to spend too much time on this. There's, there's still a, a lot of wrestling after this. But we can agree on this. We have so many disagreements on on wrestling and and things that you like, you dislike, you give a fuck. But we can agree that this right now is the hottest story. In wrestling. Yes, sir. I love yeah. fucking wrestling, man. When it's wrestling. good. And this is wrestling. WWE or AEW. This is the best best story going on right now. Um, I feel. Moving on. Um, after we get that announcement, uh, we're going to go ahead and get uh, Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr. versus the Gun Club. Um, squash match. Very surprised about the squash match, but Brian Pillman Jr. looks fucking good he, he was he's looking better and better every day i hope he's gonna go on a run soon but the gun club at the very end the big story on this one is that the gun club actually turned on billy gun at the very end of this whole thing it was like damn but and then the acclaim come in they do the scissor me daddy ass i love it great cool but it seemed kind of like rush like it just seemed kind of like I don't know. I felt like they I felt like they're like kind of floundering with the story. I'm still interested just because I like the acclaimed. When once I'm a fan of someone, I will stick to it as much as I can. Um it's interesting, but I it's not the most amazing thing. I feel like this wasn't done as best as it could have been. What do you think? I thought it was great. Um I don't think it should have been anything more than what it was, honestly. Um, you know, they're a mid-card team at best teams. Um, in this case, it's a mid-card fucking rivalry yeah, at best. It's a and, mid-card rivalry, but it was it was huge at one point. Like, this was the thing that honestly was carrying the show. I mean, was the crowd not loving it? I thought it was a, got a good reaction. I, it didn't I feel rushed it. to me. They got a decent. No, I meant like not like not the whole story as a whole. I'm just saying the segment. Like he just got his ass kicked by his sons, and then he's already up celebrating with the acclaimed. Well, yeah, because I mean, even though he had sided with his sons, he was still making comments or hinting at like, oh, well, you know, I still miss the acclaim or some shit like that. So. Yeah, like he he wasn't fully with his sons, and like there was still that connection with the acclaimed. But I mean, I thought it was good. Um, it made sense to me because Billy Gunn was the one that was always, you know, putting down his sons and not showing them more support than what he was for the acclaimed. So like, I feel like they were were tired. I feel like they could have held off on like doing the scissor me daddy ass thing. They could have helped them, been like, all right, cool, we're even, we're good. Um, went back, they kind of like prolonged that kind of because everyone wanted that, regardless whatever the storyline. Everyone wanted to see, hear him say it again, like you know, scissor me daddy ass. Now imagine if they didn't do it right then and there. Instead, they're still like the acclaim, like they helped him out because they like him, but they're still kind of hurt because 
let's not forget Billy Gunn turned on them and hit them from behind. You know, it wasn't yeah. just the gun club. He hit them. So what if they held off a little bit, you know, waited till they actually had like a big blow off match where they actually win and then they finally do it. It just makes it mean more like this just right. makes it seem like it. Like they're just like, okay, here you guys go. You give, give them the toys. Like, oh, you're crying. Oh, you're, it's like a child throwing a tantrum. Just like give him whatever he wants. Give him, give it to them. Like, that's how I feel like they should have prolonged it a little bit. I'm not upset with it. Like, I, I, like I'm not super upset with it because I, I enjoyed it still. But I feel like they could have milked it a little bit more. I won't disagree with you on that actually, because um, that yes, they could have, uh, you know, milked it for a couple weeks because yeah, they could be like, well, we did help you, but um, you know, we still don't trust you because of what's happened before, but. Then again, like the claim saw him get beat down by his own son. So it's like, even though they may not trust Billy Gunn, how can you really go back after that? You know, like, how can they be just cool? Like, he just got beat down by his own sons. So, like, that's pretty serious stuff, you know? Like, so I just, I don't know. I, I I didn't get that vibe when I was watching it. I thought it was well done. Uh, Claim got a good pop there. Um, yeah, I mean, the Claim's always going to get a good pop because the Claim's over. That's the thing. They're going to get a good pop no matter what. Like, they could do nothing. They could just go, like they were normally doing. They were just going out to the ring and, and just, um, you know, doing the promo and then leaving. And they got a pop. They didn't have to wrestle. The Claim do not have to wrestle to get a pop. So, it's, at this point, it's like, it could have been. It could have meant more. I feel like they deserved that story to mean more, because this story should be a story to put them on the map. But now at this point, it's a story to be on the afterburner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, my only problem is that they were carrying the show, and now they kind of just forgot about them. Well, I wouldn't say carrying the show completely, but they did have some of the best shit on the. Because Christian was also doing right, some yeah. good shit there for, you know, when yeah, Punk was gone, I'm talking about that time period. Yeah, they're, they're, those are the two segments that were carrying the show, and they were heavily, like, worked on. Like, it was actually good. Like, they were little tidbits of stuff. It wasn't like they were shooting out everything for you. But then as soon as, you know, things start to shift, Punk coming back, like, you see the priority switch. And it kind of sucks. But it's all good because we're still getting good TV. I just well, don't like that the story is like on the wayside. Well, I I enjoyed it. I'll just say that. And speaking yeah. of Christian, is that what we had up next? That's what we have up next. Jungle Boy is coming out to another promo, which was okay. Christian comes out, gets another promo, says the same shit he said to he said to um, Luchasaurus. Trying to get on Jungle Boy's good side. And um, he declined a match to All Out. That's what Jungle Boy was asking for. But we know that shit's going to happen. Wasn't too bad. Pretty good segment. Um, I think Jungle Boy still needs some work on the mic, but I feel like this is what's helping him. Because he sounded better than he did the first night. Um, I thought that uh, Jungle Boy, he... Man, I didn't I didn't like this. Um uh, at least not like when he was talking. I was like 
he just went back to being like just this no personality like fucking boy literally jungle boy um i just didn't enjoy uh his promos to be honest with you um i enjoyed the first one more when he fucking started calling him a pussy and all this um but i didn't like this I mean, it it sounded more coherent. I mean, the 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 pussy stuff. It was cool, like it was exciting for that one sentence. But then after he started talking some more, it was like, okay, I'm done. Um, but I mean, it's okay. It's it's decent. Christian's still carrying this story, still carrying this story along. Um, so we'll see what's going on. It was what it was. Um, just to keep the keep the story going. There's gonna be more shit going forward. So you know that for sure. Uh, after that, we have a match between Tony Storm and Kylene King, which wasn't a bad match. I don't know if you actually ended up watching it or not. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Kylene King showed that she can go. I mean, she's going against Tony Storm, so um, Tony Storm puts on great matches. And I feel like right now she's turned into one of my favorite in the women's division um, currently. So I thought that was a decent match. Um, good, good part of the card to put it in um, because of what was going to happen next. Um, but did you end up watching this match or no? I did not watch this match. Mm. I was not interested in it at all. Uh, yeah, Kylan King exactly. just uh, did not catch my eye. I mean, I was watching it live, so I couldn't skip it. So you were forced playing. to watch it, unfortunately. I was, if I didn't have to watch it, I wouldn't have. But I'm glad I did watch it because it was actually pretty decent. And you know, it was a good wrestling. Uh, it, it did what it needed to do. It made, it got everyone ready for the main event of Dynamite. Now, this was a big one. This was a big one. We have uh, La Faction Ingobernable, uh, Andrade, Rush, and Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks and their mystery partner, Drum Roll. It was fucking Kenny Omega. And um, I, I won't lie, I was like, fuck, man. I miss Kenny Omega. I was like, God damn it. Cause shit, it was good seeing him. It, it was great to just finally see him back. But like I had said last week for me, it just felt a little lackluster. Like it was still awesome. It was still an awesome moment. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I loved seeing him back. Um, but it was just kind of also weird seeing him back. Cause I felt like it wasn't, made as like a big big deal i um, feel like it was almost too soon but they kind of were forced to bring them back but i won't lie and say i did not enjoy this 100 percent because i enjoyed it 100 percent. what did you feel how did you feel when you saw kenny Omega come out and I, it was obvious that he was going to come back but how did you feel i um man uh He's a fucking star. Like, fucking, how long had it been since fucking full gear since we last saw him? Yeah, since he uh, lost the title. So, almost a year. Um, a long time. But it was good seeing him back. Yes. Um, the match didn't do it for me just because I'm not, um, a fan too much of like crazy six mans or whatever. But, um, just seeing him back was great. Um, is he actually like still injured because he had that fucking thing on 
his fucking shoulder or whatever. Well, not just that, he was also wearing a shirt. Um, and, and then he like fell or like one of the moves he did. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he kind of like slipped a little bit, but not not too much. But then uh, they were trying to sell it on commentary, like. Well, even when you're the, you know, the god of pro wrestling or whatever, um, you know. Yeah, there's still some it, ring rust or whatever. Yeah, so um, I thought it was great, uh, but this is not how I would have brought him back. Exactly. Uh, just because, you know, he's a fucking it, star. It didn't feel special. It didn't feel special. His entrance did feel special, and then he it got did. in the ring with the Young Bucks, and then it was, you know, not so special. Anymore. No, honestly, dude, um, you know what? When I was watching the match, I was like, God damn it, man. Nick Jackson is so fucking good. He's so smooth. Like, forget them as a tag team. Nick Jackson can go off as a single star if he wanted to. Yes. He's I so said, fucking good. But Matt Jackson is... Just that guy you uh, I mean, love he, to hate. He's old. Yeah, you love to hate him. And he's also older. He was good at one point, but it, he, with back injuries and not whatnot, he's not what he used to be. Kind of like an AJ Styles. Not in terms of they can both do the same thing, but in terms of they're older now, they can't do what they used to do. But Nick Jackson, so fucking good. Um, but yeah, the Kenny Omega thing, it just it didn't seem special. Um, hopefully within the next couple weeks, you know, he gets more into the groove, but man, with the can it's the missed opportunity. Cause like, honestly, Kenny Omega returning could have been as big as triple H returning. Um, not when you were watching, but like when he came back, uh, prior to WrestleMania 17. Okay. Like that was that, like that was huge. Triple H coming back then was fucking huge and they could have done the same thing with Kenny with him actually coming back at a hundred percent because I don't think he's at a hundred percent I think he's still injured and he just had to come back out of almost necessity for some reason I don't know I don't see why he came back right now um yeah I don't know if he's still not fucking ready to go I don't know why they would have brought him back but with everything going on with Moxley and fucking Punk and Paige and possibly MJF, like Kenny Omega could have been thrown in there at some point when he's a hundred percent healthy. Like what yeah. Punk and Paige are, are doing and fucking Moxley, that could could have carried you till Kenny Omega was ready yeah. to go again. I was just thinking the same thing. Like you could have had him had Punk win. And then start saying, "Who's next? Who who do like who is gonna go after me next? I've already got a Moxley. I've already got a Hangman. I've beaten Eddie Kingston. I've beaten I beat Brian Dennison. Uh, I wouldn't put Dar- uh, Brian. Well, at that point, let's just say it would have happened uh, in Asher Ash or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't Stadium. think so. I don't think so. Anyway, okay. Um, but anyways, have him have him talk about all that, and then, uh. No, Kenny Omega returns, but no, like, honestly, I would have hyped it up, like, the whole goddamn night. Like, Kenny Omega's gonna return. Kenny Omega's gonna return. Like, make it seem, like, count it down to, like, his actual return date. Like, be hyped. And then, that same night he returns, he goes for the title. Yes, I agree. That would have been better. Miro's return felt bigger than this. Am I right? Yeah, but, well, his was like a complete surprise, and he also came back at 100% and did a squash match. 
I was not surprised because Lana kind of leaked yeah, hinted it. it. Yeah. yeah, you were ready for it, but like it was surprised in terms of what part of the night it happened. Okay, so I want to point out a line that had me cracking up because uh, this match is just going crazy at this point, right? You know, everyone's just getting in there, and then Dude, like honestly, it sounded like Jr. and Don Callis fucking hate, or Jr. hated Don Callis. He was like talking shit to him the whole goddamn time. But okay, continue. Well, <laughs> Jr. Man, he he checked the fuck out. But these three guys, right, Andrade and the other two guys, are like setting up. Basically, I forgot who it was on the rail. I think it was Kenny Omega, oh, yeah. and they're like basically just they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. Like they're literally placing another guy to sit there on a rail, and then they're getting in the ring and getting ready for jumps or whatever. And like the refs just fucking standing there. So Don Callis, you know, I fucking love Don Callis, man. Like he's just a great talker. He cracks me up. He takes it seriously. I think um, I I love him, right? But he's like. What is you know? What is this ref doing exactly, or whatever? And Taz is like, not much. I don't know why the <laughs> fuck. I just cracked the fuck up at that man because it's it's true, man. Like they're they just say fuck tags like five minutes into the match. And yeah, dude, this is um, it's I don't know, I don't know. I've I've, I've had this gripe with AEW since the beginning. You know, the tags tag team matches do not fucking matter. They're just a te- Texas tornado match. Don't matter. Fuck tags. Is that um in the? Did I hear this correctly? I might have heard this on the show, but is it a rule like that? Basically, you don't have to make a tag in these trio matches, and you can just get in the ring. Is that? I don't know. True? I I never heard that. Then we gotta look that up. Um, is that what they do in Mexico or no? In Mexico, tags don't have to happen. Tags actually, tags don't have to happen if the person who is in the ring um, is thrown out of the ring. Then the person on the apron can jump in and be the legal man. Um, in Mexico, it's different, and I think that's kind of the issue. I knew that was that. I know that was an issue with the Lucha Bros in the beginning. Um, if you remember, there was that there was that incident where apparently Chris Jericho had to get after the tag teams because they weren't tagging. And how to explain to, especially the Lucha Bros, that how to actually work tag team matches. Um, and I think they just gave up because no one fucking listened because it's still the same shit. But um, yeah, in, in Mexico, the rules are different. So the, the tags happen in different spots. And it, in, in Mexico, the matches are really just spot matches because you have people like setting up stuff like the whole goddamn time. I don't know if you've ever watched any of those matches on... Um, uh, Telemundo or anything, or uh, yes. I forget what the other one is. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's just like people setting up spots and everything. Oh, let me catch this guy. It's weird. It, I could never really get into um, Lucha Libre, um, like directly from Mexico. Yeah, man. Um, I oh. but going back to what we were talking about with Kenny, it was great to see him back. Um, but the trio stuff. I don't know if that's the best thing for him, but I mean, I guess you can't, if you're going to bring him back well, now. Yeah, it's it's you, the best thing for him, but because you, then he can, well, I don't know, dude, because the whole point of, if he's injured and he's coming back in a trios match, you would think that he would get tagged at the very end and win the match. But instead he's tagging in the middle of the matches and still doing all this random shit. Like what the fuck is the point? 
and they could have brought him in like for like the punk page and moxie you know shit in the future but not right now so you can't put him in that picture right now with the way that things are going over there um but i um, guess it's it's just it was weird just a weird place it's um early AEW kenny all over again yeah oh man that's scary kenny babyface kenny can't get it get shit done i just like I just got chills. I mean, uh, I cringed <laughs> at the thought but, of that. But regardless of all that, it was still great to see him back. It was still fun to see them win. Um, a great show, regardless of all those little, like those flaws that we had. That's like stuff that we saw after the fact, like thinking back about the show. But watching it, sitting there, going through it, it was great. Agree or disagree? I agree. Uh, best dynamite in a long time. A memorable right. one. And I am going to go ahead and talk about Rampage in a very rushed way because it did really, it didn't matter. Um, the only thing that really was interesting to me, and I actually missed the main event because I had to put my daughter to sleep, but um, regardless, uh, we're recording this as soon as Rampage ended. Um, Claudio came out. Issued an open challenge, and we're going to get Claudio versus Dustin Rhodes, which I'm pretty psyched for. That should be a good one. Um, there was a Penelope Ford Athena match. That um, Penelope Ford actually looked pretty good, and I didn't realize that was Kip Sabian in the fucking um, bag um, in the arena. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, anyways, Athena wins, gets attacked by the baddies, whatever the fuck, who cares? Um, Swerve. Uh, in our glory, face off against Private Party. Swerve in our glory, of course, win. Um, showing respect to Private Party after the fact. Looks like Private Party is no longer going to be with um, Andrade. It seems that's what they're going with. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say no longer with the company. That would have been great. I mean, it already seems like they're already not with the company. They were talking about them in the match. Like, oh, they've changed since they faced them. I was like, since when? Or where Where were they wrestling? And they're, and they're talking about Dark and Dark Elevation. It's like, ah, no one watched that shit. Yeah, like two people watching it. Um, Hook had a, had defended his FTW title against some unknown jabroni. Um, Hook won in like two seconds. He just did the fucking submission and the hey, story. Hey. Hey, but how about the fucking look on that guy that he faced and the promo that he cut? I thought it was great, man. I think this guy could get some real heat. Um, and I thought this I was mean, a great first you... way to introduce him. In a squash match? Yeah, because, like, dude, he's just starting, right? Um, I don't know how old he is, but he looks young. He doesn't look too old. But, he looks uh, kind of old. Well, regardless, he was out there cutting a promo with confidence. Um Hook beat him like nothing, as he should, because that's just like what Hook does. Um, he beat Ricky Starks pretty quickly. I don't see he didn't beat like they they had a, a decent enough match. It's just that with the the whole thing about Hook, that once he gets that submission and it's over, right? So like like it, his dad, this yeah, is crazy. Yeah, like so. whatever you do. But Ricky Starks had a better match than that, and um, this guy had like a two second match. He literally did nothing. Like I Hook know, but got behind promo. him. And, the promo yeah. is what I'm saying. It wasn't I like even it. that great. I they didn't even know who the fuck guy with... was. Me neither. I didn't, I didn't know, but I gave him a chance. I heard him out, and he impressed oh me. I think they could do something with him. I'm serious. For me, I have, I, I'm have. i more impressed with the match first before I care about the promo, because I've, I've already seen too many people who can talk and can't wrestle. 
Yeah, John Moxley included. So what happened next? Oh, okay, so you're gonna compare this guy to John Moxley. Um and nothing <laughs> really happened next. Um they had the main event. Like I said, I didn't see it, so I don't even know who won. Do you know who won the main event? Um Orange Cassidy and uh, his fucking friends. They As won the match. As they should. Did you like the the I did see the intro with Mark Henry? I they did I it again. <laughs> They switched it up this time. <laughs> like, like, this is hey, my Mark, line. Mark, hold on, Mark. <laughs> That's my line. No, it's not. It's my line. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Um, I enjoyed it last week. I enjoyed it now. This is probably the only things I'm going to enjoy. Dude, I'm telling you, they're right now where, where they're at, because I love Orange Cassidy. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I really don't think he's like a world champion or anything. Secondary title, maybe a contender. Um, if he ever wins it, great. It'll be more like a like I feel like if he won it, he'd win it one week, lose it in two or three weeks. Um, but where he's at right now on the card, it's a decent spot. Honestly, what he's doing with the best friends is great and entertaining, and that's what he's there for. He's there to be entertaining. And the the plus part about Orange Cassidy is that you can go. But that's all I gotta say about Orange Cassidy. Stop it before we get into this again, buddy. Uh, um, he's gonna win a title because Tony Khan's gonna give it to him. Uh, I, I just don't see where he's gonna win anytime soon, though. Like, who's he gonna beat? He's not gonna beat Ward, though. He's not gonna beat a world champion. So, TNT championship right now, he's not, not beating world Ward, cha- not a world champion. That no, would be, no. No, but he's not title, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, he's not a world champion. Like, I'm if he changes up his character a little bit more. Then maybe a world champion, if he's like you said, a little more serious. Then yes, a world champion, but he's secondary okay. champion at best. And uh, but right now, Wardlow, no, he's not going to beat Wardlow. Well, um, no, not right now. But that, he's he's going to get a run, not because he can go, but because Tony Khan's going to fucking give it to him. Um, so there's nothing I can do about that. I mean, at this point, you would have think he would have given it to him already. So no, because they would have hated him for it more. Uh, after a while, you have more of a like, oh, okay, well, he's kind of been here for a long time now, so this isn't all too terrible. But oh, okay, so like the Miz, then, right? Oh, stop it! You're gonna compare the Miz to fucking Orange Cassidy? Oh, yeah, the Miz was a joke for the longest time, and then they randomly gave him the world cha- championship. He didn't deserve and that title. He can, he can also run his fucking mouth. He didn't deserve that first title. Oh, you're, you you mid mid card at best. Okay, okay, but Orange Cassidy, I just if he does change up his gimmick a little bit more, like you said, it'd be good enough for a secondary title in my eyes. But mm. he's still gonna get it regardless. So who gives a fuck? So. I mean, he they can be trios champion. Because trios titles are jokes. Oh God! Um, okay, there you go. What? <laughs> God damn, dude! <laughs> There's no fucking. Uh, oh, maybe they can bring is... the twenty four seven title over to AEW, and he could be the champion. Hmm? It'd still be entertaining and better than what most people do on TV. Oh, oh yeah. See, shut up. Oh, anyway, <laughs> that was AEW in a nutshell. You know, Dynamite was the, was definitely the better show. Rampage is never going to be the better show. Um, had some good moments, but all in all, Rampage was uh, meaningless, which is, you know, a given at this point. Um, 
final thoughts? Anything you like to say about AEW before we get off from off of this subject? Uh, not much, man. Just that uh, I enjoyed it this week. Rampage is just eh, but I'm not expecting big things out of it uh, these days. But um, Dynamite was great. Uh, like I said earlier, best Dynamite in a long time. Uh, even last week's main event was fucking solid. Last week's show was, you know, not bad either. But this was a great fucking week for wrestling. And we've only covered half of it, folks. So, yeah, man. Great shit. All righty. So we're narrowing in. And let's go ahead and talk about um, WWE. Alrighty, so of course WWE, there's been you know it's getting it's been getting better, man. Every fucking week, um, you know with this new regime, is it regime? Regime, regime. Okay, my apologies, but uh, <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie McMahon at the helm. Uh, Nick Khan is there too, but, I guess. And uh, Triple H is the main thing. Stephanie is uh, co CEO with Nick Khan. Okay, okay, but Triple H is running the whole fucking circus, and he's he's been doing some great shit, man, but let's get to Raw, so I'm gonna get to probably the best thing first that happened on the show, um, we're not gonna go over everything, but, um, let's talk about Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens' fucking Oof. segment here, man, My I God. mean, just some heavy-duty um, of course, we've talked about Kevin Owens going back to, you know, fight KO fight, uh, the prize fighter that he was in NXT and mm-hmm. even coming into the main roster at first. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, he's mentioned he hasn't won a championship in five years. He made his case to Drew that he should get a title shot. What did you think of this segment? And of Kevin Owens, man, and Drew McIntyre too. We gotta show him some love here. So, dude, no, Kevin Owens came out on fire, um, dropping facts. Uh, for some reason, uh, to me, and because I know I get some gripe about AW doing um, quote unquote pipe bombs. You know, I've been giving that issue. Um, but the difference between AW doing a pipe bomb. And you got K over here kind of throwing a pipe bomb. Is that it feels more authentic in WWE right now. Because we're coming out of the Vince McMahon era, which you knew that people were being held down from what they could be. They were being watered down from what they once were. And KO is the one of the biggest examples of being, you know, shut down from being the hundred percent killer that he is. And what he said was was true, and it was awesome. I loved every bit of it. But honestly, that was expected coming out of KO because KO can talk. KO can talk for fucking days, and and come back and talk some more. And you'll sit there and listen to the whole goddamn thing. Um, KO can read you the fucking Bible, and you'll be stuck on every goddamn word. But um, what surprised me more was fucking. Um, McIntyre coming back had some fire in him. Had had like like he needed to get some shit off his chest that he was ready. He don't like basically don't don't take my kindness for weakness. I'm ready and uh, ready to fucking go. Uh, he don't care if he's a prize fighter, a superstar, 
they're wrestlers, they're in the wrestling ring, so let's fucking wrestle. That was that was that was a great line. He didn't say fucking, but he fucking should have. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and he um this could have easily been like all KO if Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre hadn't fucking responded the way he did. Um and that's Are- why because I'm sorry, go ahead. Are we going to talk about SmackDown like in depth or no? So I can, if not, I can bring up something from SmackDown I'd like to bring up. We are. Well, we're going to cover that. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's go ahead. So Drew McIntyre, he even said like before he started spilling his fucking uh, feelings towards him, uh, he basically said like, well, now I have to say something. So uh, he fucking went off on fucking KO. Um, and I thought it was great, man. Drew McIntyre has been positioned in a position uh in a position to challenge Roman Reigns and actually be like a legitimate contender. Mm-hmm. Uh we're gonna talk about SmackDown, but this promo was fucking great. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about Kevin Owens uh once we get to SmackDown, but um he's also gonna be interesting to uh to watch as they kind of shuffle him into this title picture eventually i'm assuming um but yeah man great shit any final thoughts about that segment because we are about to get into what happened next which is the match um nah man that was that was a great opening i was ready for it i was like i was washing dishes honestly when i was watching raw because raw is such a long ass show i'm just doing whatever the fuck i want while i'm while i'm watching and when they were going off dude i was i was hyped as fuck i was like oh shit what's gonna happen and when when they announced the fight and it was actually i was like is this shit really gonna go down and they went to commercial and they came back and there they are yeah dude so and that match was fucking great um Man. great fucking match and of course uh drew mcintyre was basically defeated by Kevin Owens via disqualification because the Usos attacked Drew. Uh, Drew pretty much seemed to have the match won as he was setting up for a Claymore when the Usos ran in. And then basically McIntyre fought off both of them. Owens hit him with the stunner after and said that Reigns owed him one for leaving Drew at the mercy of the Usos. Um, Mm -hmm. Only for McIntyre to fight both brothers off again and completely fucking burying them uh, before telling them to let Reigns know that he'll be seeing him on SmackDown, which we'll get to later on. So what did you think of the match and the aftermath? I thought it was a great match, dude. And I was so, I was, uh, there was this match. I didn't know who was going to win. Like uh, it could have gone out of the way in my mind. I was like, I don't want KO to lose, but I know that McIntyre can't lose. Um, I didn't want McIntyre to win. I don't. I, I'm not a big, the biggest McIntyre fan, but um, I'm a big KO fan, and I wanted KO to win. But I knew that you know someone had to lose. But the way they ended it was honestly perfect because it made them both look strong. They didn't get a loss, and we they lived to fight another day. Absolutely, and Monday nights have uh, gotten much better in recent weeks, and and segments like this are a big reason why. So uh, good shit there. Um, going to some of the other stuff that happened on Raw. Uh, the Judgment Day beat down Rey Mysterio after Mysterio basically attacked the group during their show opening promo. And then Mysterio dominated Finn Balor and Damon Priest. But Rhea Ripley kept getting herself involved. That bitch. Uh, 
and knowing that Mysterio could not hit her. Uh, so this eventually allowed Judgment Day to take over with Balor hitting a coup de grace onto a chair that had been laid on Mysterio's torso. Any thoughts on this whole thing that's been going on before we get to uh, the edge factor in this? Um, I kind of missed this segment when I was watching it live because my app wasn't working correctly. Um, it was okay. I felt like last week was a little bit more interesting. This week was just like, just continuing the story, kind of pushing it along. Um, I want to say this is probably the weakest segment of the night. Okay. That's not a bad thing. Um, no, no, because it was still a great show. Like, weakest out of everything else that happened, which was still awesome shit. So, Because yeah. we, we see a couple of bad shit every week. Uh, we're used to that. So, yeah, this being the worst thing that we saw all fucking show, uh, which I'm going to get to... My worst thing, apparent, um, that I thought was the worst thing of the show here coming up, but mm-hmm. uh, Damian Priest challenged Edge to a match. So next week, it's gonna be like Edge's first match in Toronto, uh, in 12 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you know, possibly Damian Priest getting put into a, a a position here to you know make himself look like a star. Uh, next week, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then we had a women's tag team title tournament, uh, match, um, Alexa Bliss and Asuka defeated Dewdrop and Nikki Ass via submission to advance in the tournament. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this. I really was not interested in seeing Nikki Ass wrestle. And this was the worst thing that I thought was on the show. Um... I like that they're both wearing leather jackets. Like I said, I feel like Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop can turn into an actual tag team for these tag team titles and be a primary tag team in the women's tag team division. Um, if fucking Nikki A.S.H. A.S.H. turns back to Nikki Cross and Dewdrop gets her old ass fucking name from NXT UK and they just become they just do what they did before. Because they're uh, the the whole superhero thing needs to be dropped already. That's lame. That's at this point it's run its course. It was fun at the beginning for me because it was stupid, um, and I like stupid shit. Um, but you know, there's a time and place for everything, and and right now I feel like she needs to go back, be a little more serious, and and gain some recognition on her name again. See what something before for me. And Dewdrop actually had a had a decent name beforehand too. She had some killer matches with Rhea Ripley, and she'd been regulated as Dewdrop. And I I feel like she gets more flack than she deserves, to be honest. From you, at least, I don't actually hear too many people talk shit about her um, online. But then again, I'm not looking at too many comments. It's but, because um, most people just skip her match, so uh, you she, know. it's it's not that she's not that bad, honestly. She's the best big girl worker that I've seen um, in a long time. Better than Tamina and better than she's... fucking um, Nia Jax for damn sure. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that shit, uh, but basically they're moving on to the tournament. We'll revisit the tournament here in just a little bit. Uh, next, we had some uh, pretty 
solid shit, pretty good shit. Uh, the Miz and Champa defeating Mustafa Ali and Cedric oh, Alexander man. via pinfall when Champa hit Ali with the fairy tale ending. And man, let me just tell you, Champa looked fucking strong in this match. Um, there's some shit being thrown around about uh, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, um, Boston Theory, different things being said of what could be, you know, where they could be going with Champa. Uh, what did you think of the match and what's to come for Tommaso? Man, I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, I dug the whole fucking, uh, the ending was just fucking amazing. The match was, it was really good. Um, it, it's, it's vintage NXT black and gold from the very beginning. You know, you put two great wrestlers together you can, to, to be in a tag team. No, I'm not talking about Tommaso Ciampa either and The Miz. They're already formed before this. But um, Alexander and uh Mustafa Ali, uh Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Uh two good guys just to put together randomly because they're just exciting to watch. The high flying stuff that they do, great stuff. And um and they had a an actually competitive match, which was awesome. You get to showcase their skills and make them look like a viable threat so that you can actually have an exciting match. It's it's uh, the matches are way more exciting when you feel like the other person can somehow get an upper hand. Um, the ending was just fucking amazing. That knee from the student star press and then to the fairy tale ending. Ah, man, perfect. It was just timed perfectly. Um, honestly, popped probably harder than I should have, but it was just fucking amazing to see. Um, what's next for Tommaso? Um, I don't know. I'm telling you, dude. I think I think Loomis is gonna come back. I feel uh, Gargano is gonna come back with Loomis, and they're gonna try to get with Austin Theory. I already told you what I thought. They're gonna get with Austin Theory and try to take that type, take what they think is theirs, and we'll see, man. Or they help him win the fucking title. Who fucking knows? Um, fuck, man. Uh, I don't think that would be the best thing for Theory, uh, honestly. But I just would want to see Gargano on his own. Uh, I'm excited about that possibility, which I'm sure we'll get it at some point. When that will be, I don't know. But other than that, though, it was still a great fucking segment with uh, a great match with Champa, looking strong. Um, and I think they should just keep this going, have him do all the fucking dirty work for the Miz. Um, fucking win the match, you know, on his own kind of thing. And Miz is just kind of riding his coattails there. But uh, um, I love it, man. Champa every fucking week. We love that for him. So um, moving on uh, to another thing that happened. Uh, Riddle actually attacked Seth Rollins and challenged him to a match at Clash of the Castle. So we're going to see that coming up in, I don't know, like a couple Two weeks. weeks. Two weeks, okay. Um, and then basically Rollins is in the ring waiting for Riddle's health update. And then Rollins believed that Riddle was at home. But instead, he announced that he was medically cleared and ran to the ring to attack Rollins, leading to a lengthy brawl. So uh, any thoughts on the match that we're going to see here coming up? Finally, we're going to get this match. Um, we're supposed to get a SummerSlam, but you know, Riddle did get injured. But um, 
kind of reminded me of when Shawn Michaels uh, was gonna when he called out Triple H for that one match. Is when he was backstage, you know, they didn't do that via satellite bullshit. And he's like, I'm actually medically cleared to to wrestle, and I'm gonna get you at SummerSlam. What the fuck? Um, but that's the only part that reminded me of it. But uh, good shit. I'm excited to see where this goes, where the match is going. So um, we had some filler episodes with um, Seth Rollins facing um, uh, Street Profits. So yeah, now we're um, on to bigger and better things right now. Should be a great match. Uh, both of them are great workers, in my opinion. And... Um... You know, they've been able to milk this longer because they didn't actually end up having the match at SummerSlam. So, yeah, um, should be good, man. Should be one of the best things on the pay-per-view coming up. But uh, uh, next, we saw Veer Mahan <laughs> defeat Bo Keller in a squash match. Uh, that was what it was, a squash match. Uh, they'll continue to build him, I guess. And then... Uh, we saw the United States Championship, which I thought was going to be the main event. This was the advertised match. Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, versus AJ Styles, which he ended up retaining after a spear. But the match was great. Um, just a fucking clinic. Uh, the Miz and Champa came to ringside during the match with Lashley eventually spearing Miz. And then we also saw. Uh, Dexter Loomis jumping into uh, the fucking, you know, near the table there uh, before the match, uh, but was taken down by security. So what did you think of the match? Because I thought it was fucking great. Um, This match and then, of course, the Kevin Owens match as well was great on the show, uh, like as far as like for single matches. Um, They're they're putting on banger matches right now, bro. And then honestly, it's a breath of fresh air from what they've been doing and they're 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 competitive uh there's just great matches like there's not much you can really say about it other than it's just nice to see something for once and even when there's like some gaga shit like with the miz and champa coming out it doesn't take away from the match which is you know actually pretty surprising because that's that's stuff that you know fans can really turn on you for to having all that shit like those all the interruptions but they it literally does nothing to the match. So it's yeah. it's great. Yeah, man. Uh, Bobby looks great. So does AJ. Um, we'll see what happens with Dexter Loomis. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. So we'll see where this leads. It seems like he's going to be involved with AJ in some way. But uh, then we get to the main event of Raw. Um, another great match on Monday Night Raw, if you can believe that. Um, probably haven't said that in a long time. But another great fucking match that we saw on Raw was Theory versus Dolph Ziggler, which he ended up getting the victory over Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Did young is. Austin Theory. Great. Um, it's great match. Um, but now what happened? Like, was that all Dolph Ziggler was going to do with, for him? Like, all that buildup of Dolph Ziggler kind of being there just for that match? Kind of, kind of weird. Um, I think. Because he beat him clean. Uh, like, did you see it? the? Did you see the promo though before, uh, like the yeah. backstage that they did? Yeah, it was a great promo. It was a great promo. But like I said, like where does this go now? Like that's the end of it. Like that's it. Kind of seemed like the end, and it was just kind of odd because it seemed seemed like they were building to something. 
No, I think there's going to be another match. I think because uh, in the promo, Austin Theory was just wow, fucking great, man. Um, just basically telling him like, "Hey, man, you used to be a world champion, you know, but I'm I'm the shit now. I'm the fucking future or whatever." And then it seemed to me like Ziggler was, you know, he answered back with his great promo. Um, what, but, what did Austin Theory say about that? He's like, and you used to be a world champion, and I'm happy for you for that. <laughs> like that. We love that for you. <laughs> we love that for you. There you go. I think that's what I mean. we love that for you, <laughs> dude. But like his facials, man, and I'm just like seeing John Cena in this fucking kid, man. Like he's Orton, just man. I see Orton. I see some Orton too, but I see. I see a young John Cena and dude, like he was just laying it on him. And then Ziggler, he like, he's always been a great talker and he puts so much emotion into like what he does, like his promos and everything. Like that's what I've always loved about Ziggler. Um, and then of course his in-ring fucking work speaks for itself, but uh, it seemed like, he looked a little like not desperate, maybe that's not the right word, but like like he was on the break of like just fucking like he's gotta prove something. He feels like he still has to prove himself, I feel. Um, um, that's the story he tells every single time. But I feel like there's gonna be another match where Ziggler's like basically begging Theory for another match. Oh. He's like, I already beat you. And Are you gonna do that again? I hope they don't do that again. Because he did that with the Miz. Well, it's I'm, like the same same thing where he's like, he loses a match and loses. Well, with the Miz though, it was different because with the Miz he lost um, because Maurice um, interrupted or whatever the fuck, and then he comes back. I, I I need this Miz. I need this win over you. And all oh, that's bullshit because I need it. So when he put his career on the line, yeah, or something like that. It's just you like intercontinental title. He this this whole like. I need it kind of desperate Dolph Ziggler is, is kind of like the hallmark for face Dolph Ziggler. I mean, he's great, man. I yeah, will complain about Dolph Ziggler. He's a better heel than he is a face. I'll tell you that much. Well, um, yeah, I don't want to complain about him because he's a lot better than some other shit we've seen uh, in, on the other side of the, of the fence. Oh, yeah, well, they're not the same type of wrestler. What what Dolph Ziggler is trying to do is completely different than who you're talking about does, and it's just it's not entertaining at this point if you're telling the same damn story. I, and Dolph Ziggler's been around a lot longer. I have not noticed that. I think that's just you picking up that uh that vibe out of Dolph Ziggler. I do not think that's like his thing so him being desperate to win is his signature i mean you want he when wants he, to win so bad is that when he's, a, bad when he's a baby face that's the thing like when he's a heel he can work heel all day long he's a better heel than he is a face because when he turns into a baby face it's just that i need this i've been here for so long especially like after a while i'm not saying like it, it's been him the whole time because for the longest time he was always a heel but once he became a face uh, he's always like i need this this is what I need. I've been floundering here. Uh, I'm the best damn thing in this company. Um, and I need to win. It's just, it's old. 
it was good when it happened the first time, but then after you do it a couple more times, it's like, okay, so one more match. I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like pick at this honestly. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, it was great seeing Ziggler in the main event with Austin Theory putting the guy over as he should. It did what it had to, and I think I wouldn't mind seeing another match, and you would not mind it either because you'll enjoy it. You'll sit there, and you'll love it. I mean, I, I don't have to. Alrighty. Well, uh, <laughs> any other things that I might have missed from the show that you want to point out before we move on to SmackDown? Oh, fucking the Elias thing was fucking hilarious. His whole family oh. and like there's a little, a little kid with his face on him, and then there was multiple different face. Like it, it was funny. I like that. I thought it was good, uh, but that just tells me that they might not drop the whole Ezekiel thing. Uh, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, though, Raw was uh, another solid show under Triple H and Steph or whatever. Triple uh, H. I don't know why you keep saying Steph. Under Triple H. Uh, the biggest thing, once again, was the focus on wrestling, though. Like, again, and making sure that it was no longer a bad word, quote-unquote. Yeah, uh, but wrestlers. rather, it was rather embraced. In a wrestling ring. It, yeah. but Let's fucking wrestle. We, we saw it in the ring with matches like AJ Styles and fucking Lashley, which was a fucking wrestling clinic. Um, the match was fucking phenomenal. No pun intended. Um, we also saw it on the mic with fucking Drew and Kevin Owens. They're fucking amazing promos. Uh, where we saw some fucking passion, man. And it was refreshing to hear them say that we're wrestlers, so let's fucking wrestle. Um, and there was even like simple things such as the presentation. And the opening, like with the new fireworks, uh, attention to detail is so fucking important, I think. And uh, it's clear that things are continuing to go in a positive direction for the company. So, man, every week it's getting better and you just love to see it. Yeah, um, it's honestly the, the whole three hours was actually very enjoyable. Um no real big complaints. Uh, the whole, uh, my only complaint with that shit, with the show <laughs> we talked about for what, was just hindsight. When I was watching it, it didn't matter. It was a great show. So, yeah. Awesome Raw. Alrighty. So we get to fucking uh, SmackDown. A um, couple things that we saw. Um, before we get to the the five-way fucking match that we saw for like the number one contender for the intercontinental title um apparently like Sami Zayn had tried to sit down with um you know he's been trying to sit down with the with roman reigns for weeks now and they finally you know let him in well the usos are not going to be there which we would find out um, yeah because jimmy can't get into the country yeah so that's because it's DUIs. Damn. Well, that's fucking... I did not that. even know that. I didn't yeah, think of that. They, they, it was a big deal, Um, like, like a year ago. They were talking about how they couldn't go into the country, into Canada, because it's DUIs or whatever. So Jimmy couldn't go. So 
I think Jay was the only one that went back then, but this time they both stayed back. And yeah, uh, that's the reason. They didn't say the real reason. They kind of did. They said there was an issue at the border, but it's that's the real reason. Jimmy can't go into the into Canada. I don't even think he can go to the UK. So I don't even think they're going to be there for Roman. Wow, that's 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 crazy, man. Um, that's interesting, actually. It makes things a little more interesting because now Roman doesn't have them at his side, which they've been heavily involved in his matches, as we've talked mm-hmm. about. So it just makes it more credible that Drew could actually do something here. But um, I'm actually excited about the match. We'll talk about it here a little more in just a little bit. But uh, basically, the Usos not being there opened the door for Liberty for Zane to be able to go in there and talk to fucking Roman. Um, Reigns basically, uh, they were talking, and Zane and him and him fucking agreed that Jay Uso had been pretty hostile in recent weeks. Um, Reigns asked Zane to let Kevin Owens know that the Tribal Chief does not owe anyone anything which was in a response to Owens claiming that Reigns owed him one for assaulting Drew on Raw. So, there was that. Uh, I was cracking up when um, like the phone was ringing and it was Jay and then Zayn like, picked up the phone and he's automatically like reacting like his fucking Uso's on the other line fucking yelling at him or whatever. So, I love this actually, man. Like Sami Zayn is so entertaining. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. What did you think uh, of everything with Sami though, uh, as far as like being involved with Roman this week, and you know what we saw with the the five way? Let's get to that because he was pretty Dude, over as he should. Five, well, I mean, he is only over because he's in Canada. Let's be real. Uh, because he's in Montreal. That's his hometown. Um, so that pop was just because he's a Canadian. And True. it was awesome to see, though. It, it was cool. You're not going to get that same pop when he goes to the next town. That's for damn sure. Um, he's pretty consistent with getting booze. And, uh, but you could tell that hyped him up pretty, pretty big. But that match took up the whole fucking damn show. Yeah, um, it it did. It was actually a. I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was over because of you know him being in Canada and all. Him um, being Canada. Him being in Canada. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were you were meant to say him being Canadian. Well, I mean, he's in Canada, and because he's Canadian, he's super over. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was cool to never, see. It was really cool to see. Yeah, it was a good um, was loud, dude. It was fucking wild. Yeah, it was good. That was like, you know, basically one of the main things of the show. Uh we'll get to what ended the show, but um Zayn did not win this match. It was actually Sheamus. So we'll talk about this now. Uh Sheamus and fucking Gunter. Oh, That's gonna God. be insane. That's, that's gonna be heavy hitting. Jesus Christ. Oh um, my god. Dude, I'm excited for that match. That's yeah. gonna be 
some fucking um what's his name dragonov and, and oh, gunter type geez. fucking dragonov and walter at the time that was a fucking match what an insane ass match yeah i still i i, I still remember that one that one was crazy this one's gonna be just as crazy they, you by the end of the match they're both gonna be bruised up and and red and discolored it, it's gonna be insane yeah, man. Um, that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, Sheamus is the number one contender. Um, so something else that happened on SmackDown, we had Ronda Rousey. She demanded. She basically just um, passed right by the uh, commentator table there. Um, and she demanded that Adam Pierce lift her suspension and then, of course, um, you know, Pierce came out, said that he can't just do that just because Ronda Rousey said so. And, you know, Ronda Rousey was like nodding her head like, yeah, you can if you wanted to. Um, basically said that if she didn't leave, they were going to have to escort her or whatever. Uh, she beat down the security officers, but then um, the police officers uh showed up and basically escorted her out. She was not gonna attack any fucking cops. Let's be real. And then they fucking took her ass out of there. So what did you think of Ronda Rousey and what they're doing with her now since she's lost the title? I still don't care. Um I really don't. I was uh, I was surprised like really we're gonna we're gonna have a we want Rousey chat chat going on right now? Uh, okay. We we don't really want her, honestly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, I don't know what you guys want. I don't know how you guys can be that way. Um, just because she's a heel now, y'all want her? Like, y'all hated her when she was babyface? Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I still don't like it. So, I don't really care for her, honestly. I really don't either, but um, I have faith that Triple H is gonna do something good with her so I can bear with her for a little longer here. Um, yeah. Moving on. Toxic Attraction actually replaced uh, fucking Nikita Lyons or whatever and Zoe Starks from NXT. Apparently some injury. I don't know anything about this. I don't know if you know anything if it no. happened on NXT. No. I still haven't seen it. We don't watch uh, that trash show. We don't talk about that garbage here. We don't uh, talk about Bruno. Gigi, Gigi, uh, is that her name? Gigi Dolan and sure. JC Jane is uh, the other two parts of uh, the trio of Toxic Attraction, along with, of course, Manny Rose, but she was not in here. Uh, they defeated Natalia and Sonya Deville. Surprisingly, Kurt- that, that was, um, I, I did not see that coming. Yeah, courtesy of a roll up. Uh, Bailey was out there with Dakota Kai and EO Sky. They purchased well, some front row seats for the match. Let's not underplay that roll up. It was a a sneaky tag that Natalia didn't catch, and then the roll up. Right? There's more to it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but Toxic Attraction won this match, and now they're you know gonna... you don't like. That's how you know you don't appreciate tag team wrestling, bro. That's that's that's. Well, I was not interested in this match. That's my favorite thing when it comes to tag team wrestling. When they when they do that, that um, 
I don't even know what to call it, but it's like basically the the tag that the other team doesn't see. I love it. I don't. I, I, I'm I'm down with that shit. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I didn't think much of this match, but they are going to be facing um, Raquel Rodriguez and fucking Maria Canellis uh, next week. So that should be a good match, uh, apparently. I think uh, Raquel will probably get the win for her and Maria Canellis, and they will move on to the finals. I don't know if toxic attraction is going to be on the main roster now uh because then if they are when are we going to see manny rose um what did you think of toxic attraction showing up here because this doesn't seem like a one-off because apparently apparently they're gonna have another match next week yeah it's not a one-off um i enjoyed it uh i think it's good that they're in this tournament because like, how are you going to have a tag team tournament when you don't have a true tag team, which they are a true tag team? Because unlike the main roster, I will give NXT 2.0 this, that they do have real women's tag teams. Like, there, it's not just, you know, two random women put together. They're an actual team. So, I dig that. Alrighty. Well, yeah, that was... um. It was interesting to see, um, but I was not just—I was just not interested in the match, just because uh, Natalia and Sonya Deville are not a real team in my eyes. Um, nah, so, let's be real, dude—you don't like women's wrestling. Well, I do enjoy women's wrestling. Come on, nah, uh, you skip all the matches if you can. You only watch specific <laughs> women wrestling. You're Goodbye. lying, buddy. Um, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you, you could skip a women's match, you'd skip it, but you were watching it live, so you had to watch it. Whatever, I yeah, enjoy it when that. it's good. Ah, Ooh, okay, okay. Moving on, Gabe Goat. We saw Hit Row of that basic. Was, oh, this was stupid. I'm not even gonna let you finish what 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 happened. It was, I don't understand this shit. I was so confused. I was enjoying. My maximum male models doing what they do best. And then Hit Row <laughs> comes in, hits them, you know, gets them from, not even from behind. They just like straight up attack them from the front. And then they just start rapping. And like, they don't do nothing about it. It's not like they did a finishing move, they just threw them out of the ring and. Drop kick one dude. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck was this? <laughs> the rapping was so random. Like, and oh, they yeah. just started doing it. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be their thing, isn't it? Like, fuck. Is that their thing in NXT? Like, what the fuck was this? I don't. It I was. Would... Uh, sorry, I was going to say the gimmick is like, obviously, that they're rappers or they make beats or this and that. But. It, I don't think they ever sang at, as a segment. Like This probably would have worked better last week. But I don't, I don't know. If their first feud is with, with Maximum Models, fine. I don't care. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like It, it was just random as fuck. Honestly, SmackDown 
was heavily carried by Roman, Sami Zayn, and Drew McIntyre this week because yeah. we're gonna get to the rest of what happened here, and we won't talk about it much. But they're like the hit roll was what the fuck, and then the Rana's like eh, and then the toxic attraction stuff is like okay, it is what it is. Uh, it's all right at best, but then. You know, the hit roll shit didn't make sense, of course. And then we get to, I didn't like the Viking Raider thing with uh, having like a Viking funeral for the New Day. I still not behind the whole Viking gimmick or whatever. Uh, I hope Triple H can make them into something good, though, because he was pushing them hard when they were over there. And NXT has the War Raiders, uh, which is a lot more, you know, not so cringe than fucking the Viking Raiders, but I don't know if you have any thoughts of that fucking segment that they did about the New Day, but that was not good to me. My only issue is it was when they said it's not going to like it's going to be a Viking day or some shit like that. I was like, oh, okay, that's stupid. Like they were, I was okay with it. Like the whole way through, up until the end when they said that, I was like, oh, "Okay, that, that that was a bit much. We didn't need to say that." Yeah. Um, so they just shit on it. Um, I I don't hate it though because I like Viking shit. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Ivar would have been better off just fucking taking a dump right there where they were standing, and that would have been a lot better. No. Anyway. <laughs> it was still good. It was still good. It was just that one part that was kind of like, nah, that's kind of dumb. But um, for me, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. I just didn't like that one line. Um, like I said, I like Viking shit. I think it's cool, and it's not like so far fetched that they're doing it. It's like you know, it's people still um, practice this Norse mythology religion it's not like it's phony or anything like there's people that really do follow this shit they really do follow the shit so yeah um i didn't enjoy it man um well moving on to another thing that was all right at best uh live morgan defeated shotzi uh then Shayna baser attacked morgan post-match and i didn't i didn't care for any of this targeted the champion's injured arm Morgan and Shotzi had dueling backstage promos pre-match before that, but uh, Shotzi's the shits. Uh, and then Liv Morgan. I love Liv Morgan, man. I That's don't. my girl. But mm-hmm. I don't see why. Um, but you talking mean, about people having no personality? She has no personality. It's just something what? about her promos, like when she's what? talking. Uh, she just—I don't know, man—the tone, or I don't know what it is that I, just has I, me like. I don't know what it is either. Like, I don't get it. She has no personality. She really has no personality. Because the worst thing about it is that she's not even a heel talking shit, which is okay. That's enough of a personality sometimes to get you through. But she's just a baby face that's just like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm just like, I'm ready for this, but. Like, what is her deal? Like, what is she? Who is she? What is her character? Like, she's just the person that wants to be there. Now she's just the person that's grateful that she's champion and she's going to stay champion. Like, it's just so generic. 
He's like, they're trying to get my title, but I'm she's, trying harder. I'm like, what? That's what um, I'm saying, dude. She's white bread, dude. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Um, the show was not terrible just because, like I said earlier, Roman, Sammy, and Drew carried it. Um, but we got to the main event or the main event segment, yes. um, which was Roman Reigns coming out, hot crowds. They said it 718 days as a champion. No Usos. Michael Cole says he looks naked out here. Um, and basically, he got in the ring, said, you know, Montreal, acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Yeah, that was cool. He really, so, he really milked it. That was good. You know, he started saying that, you know, basically, if anybody's saying that they've carried the company, they're lying. Or, you know, he said, Drew McIntyre, you're lying. So, um, it was a great promo by him. Before Drew comes out, we talk about that. Um, what did you think of Roman, man? Just what a fucking the, guy. The the beginning promo was great, and there's there's a little thing I'm torn apart when when like I've seen it two ways. So the whole story of Roman right now in this instance is that he is naked without he doesn't have Paul Hammond, his advocate, um, and he doesn't have the Usos to back him up in this fight. And like when McIntyre was telling his promo, he's like, "You like all I see is fear now." After he says that, Roman starts saying, "Oh, you." I don't even know what he's saying, but he's kind of stuttering it. He's saying it like really weird, and I'm like, "Did he just get caught? Did he just get done? Did he like forget his promo? Like, what the fuck was that?" And uh, if I'm thinking about it. A little bit. I don't know if I'm making an excuse if this is what they're really doing, or I'm just making an excuse. But maybe that portion. Because do you know what part I'm talking about? Um, I don't remember. There is a part in the promo where where he's saying something uh, to McIntyre, and then he's he kind of like stutters and kind of keeps saying the same thing over and over again. And then McIntyre goes back into the promo. Um, and I was like, damn. That he looked like weak, but then I started thinking, well, what if that's what they're trying to show? Because Roman Reigns, like I said last week when we were talking about Roman Reigns, he never really won, and like he didn't win all of his matches, you know, clean and easy way. Uh, like there was always some type of interference, or it's a triple threat match, so you know, there's other stuff like that contributing to everything, and. It was just, it felt like maybe they're showing that to make him seem like he's not, like he is weak. He he can lose this match, and it's a, it's making you believe that he's not going to beat McIntyre, especially going into, um, going into that pay per view. It's going to be in the UK. I don't think Paul Heyman's going to be with him. And now I, now that I remember, I don't think Jimmy and Jey Uso are going to be able to actually be there either. So yeah. it's pretty interesting. So they're making him look a little weak right now, especially and, how they ended it. And Drew would have beat him at Survivor Series during the COVID era. Um, but he couldn't. If so it was if it I wasn't mean, for Jey Uso interfering, uh, he would have actually won that match. Believe it or not. 
Ah, uh, no, no. Was she was in a be, position buddy. to win it, but it was never meant to be. But yeah, man. Uh, Drew McIntyre came out. Um, he looks fucking strong going into this match. Um, there was some questions. Uh, months ago or weeks ago when we were kind of feeling like it was going to be Drew in that spot against Roman. Could he, you know, get to the level where we believe he can have a chance to win this title or, you know, be over, you know, close to how he was during his first WWE championship run. Mm-hmm. Um, there was questions because, you know, his reactions were kind of mixed sometimes. Not completely, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a baby yeah. face, he started getting a uh, stale, corny. I think, I think the KO thing really helped, honestly. my It switched my view on him. Because um, that KO promo, that was fucking gold. Well, we love that for you. Uh, because Drew McIntyre should be appreciated. And I'm glad you are, you know. Getting more on his side of the fence. Oh, uh, no, no. I still want Roman Reigns to win. Like, don't get it twisted. McIntyre can still suck. He's number two in my book. But it makes it more interesting. Like, it, it did make it more interesting, make, made it more believable that he has a chance, like, you know, seeing that fire. But all in all, I still don't think he's better than Reigns. Well, he's not better than Reigns, but. Exactly, buddy. I'm glad you're. But you are you know appreciating him. But you are appreciating yeah, him. <laughs> you're, you're just a hater, all right? <laughs> you with uh, CM Punk and Drew McIntyre now, apparently. So, hey, man, they're great. So <laughs> let's appreciate them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was SmackDown. Um, I'm not going to shit on WWE, though, just because they've made up for it um, more times than usual recently. Uh, with some good shit, man. Raw really carried this week for fucking WWE, which um, SmackDown's usually been the better show. But I can honestly say that SmackDown was—I mean, Raw was the better show uh, oh, yeah. this week. So we'll see how long that continues, because that's how it should be, I believe. Raw should be the flagship show. Um, but yeah, great shit. Any final thoughts about WWE as a whole? Before we get to our final segment of the night or the day or whenever you're hearing this, um, nah, man, uh, that's that's it, man. Uh, it was a good, it was a good week. SmackDown was what it was. It had a one good match, really. Um, and yeah, alrighty. What's gonna, hap- what's gonna happen Monday? That's what I'm wanting. Alrighty, so at least we can understand that. Fuck WWE. Uh, but we get to the final segment of the night, uh, where we are actually going to be talking about three world championship runs, um, that were cut too short that ended prematurely. Um, so this is all, you know, your opinion as far as like, if, if, if you feel that it maybe it should have gone on a little longer than it did. Um, so we'll be talking about three each, and I'll go ahead and kick this off uh, for us. And the first one that came to my mind was Bray Wyatt's WWE Championship run. Yes, sir. That's that was. was pick. Well, you 
better think fast. We'll talk. No, no, no. We're both picking this one. We're gonna both talk about this. I'll say you can say that one, and I can say the one with fucking. We'll talk about both because I was gonna make it a two for one. His first run as the world champion when he won it at the elimination chamber way too short. And I'll say also his run as the fiend was cut way too damn short with that fucking Goldberg shit. Well, that yeah, that's uh that's another good one. So we'll talk about Bray Wyatt there as a whole. Um, this one, of course, we had AJ Styles before as the champion, but then he lost it to Cena, who then lost it to Bray Wyatt in the Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. um, which would then set up a match versus Randy Orton, who had just won the Rumble, and they were doing the uh, the Wyatt family story where Randy basically joined the Wyatt family to kind of destroy them from the inside out. Um, or did I say that right? From the inside? Whatever. Yeah. They um, had that weird match. Yeah, they had a Mania match, which Randy ended up winning. And Bray Wyatt only was the champion, it says here, for about a month and a half. Uh, from Elimination Chamber to fucking WrestleMania, which is just one pay-per-view, I believe, unless they did, like, another one in between. They might have done, like, a fast lane or something or a roadblock. I remember one year it was called. But, um, yeah, man. Um, Cut too short. Bray Wyatt definitely deserved something more for his first WWE Championship run. Um... You know, I understand if they wanted to put it on Randy or I don't know what happened here. I don't know if you have any more knowledge on why this was done or maybe what could have I, caused this. I have no idea. I don't really have too much knowledge on, on why they gave him the belt just for him to lose it. Um, it might have been also just to give. I, I know that they only gave Cena the belt so he could tie, um, tie Ric Flair. I think that was that title. Like his win against AJ was that high for Ric Flair's record as uh, most world titles held. Um, Randy, they were probably giving him the title just because, you know, giving him the title because he's Randy Orton. Fuck it. Like you can give him the title. I don't know why they only gave um, Bray that that short a time. You could have definitely, um, after the Randy um Orton match at Mania if he had um won it there there's many people that you could you could have definitely put him against Luke Harper who was actually you know on a little bit of a run there before that Mania um came about I mean he had a big he had a big thing going into that elimination chamber so there was opponents for him to have after the fact not to mention I think it was a SmackDown title right yeah so you yes, could have put him against Dean Ambrose at the time. Um, AJ Styles, they could have had a great fucking um, run at each other. Uh, there were stories to be had that just were not um, were not done. Yeah, it was before we get into the, uh, the, the other run that you mentioned of his, but it was a weird time on SmackDown because Randy would win it and then lose it just like a month and a half also later to Jinder Mahal. And then, of course, we remember hearing about his 
title reign being cut short to AJ Styles because Brock didn't want to work with him or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was a weird time. It's unfortunate that this was Bray Wyatt's first WWE title run and it went down like this. And we hoped for another chance, which we ended up getting, as you are going to talk about here. Um, yeah, you got the Fiends run, which he won um, in uh, Crown Jewel against Seth Rollins in that weird Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, he held the title for about 119 days. You would think that's a decent, decent run, but then the scheme of everything... What is that? 30 is like four months. But the only issue with this, because four months, like I said, it's a decent run. The issue with this is that he lost it against Goldberg at the Super Showdown show and another Saudi show in like two seconds after he was just like no selling everybody else. Like there was still more that could have been done. He was still over regardless of what happened. But uh, in the WWE where if you get over on your own, it's not uh, it's not what they want. They just take it. Um, and the rain itself wasn't even worthwhile because it was just done in in a weird way. Like those matches he had with Braun Strowman, um, some were okay, but really not. I don't know, dude. It was just so weird. And was it not that whenever he wrestled someone, they kind of changed? Right. So, like, Braun Strowman shortly changed after he had wrestled him. They had that weird Bayou match. I don't know. I felt like they, they really squandered that and didn't really make him look good while he was champion. Yeah, that was um, another fucking fumble by them um, and Bray Wyatt once again. So... Uh, good picks there. Uh, Bray Wyatt definitely has been toyed around. It's unfortunate, but hopefully mm -hmm. he'll come back soon and, you know, be put in a spot that he deserves. Um, but I'm going to get to my next pick since that was, he said that was kind of yeah. your pick as well. Okay. That was my pick. I'm pissed. <laughs> so, that happened last week too. Another one that happened. Um, that I was confused about at the time. I still am. I still don't have answers to this. Um, it was when CM Punk, you know, he walked out on the company in 2011. Uh, and they had to crown a new WWE champion. And they had like a one night tournament on Raw, whatever the fuck uh, it was. And I must pick this one. Rey Mysterio beat the Miz in the main event or not in the main event earlier in the show and then became the WWE champion so this is his first WWE title of course he was the world champion in 06 but this was his first WWE title right mm -hmm. um, and then that same night he loses it to John Cena now I understand if you were going to put it back on Cena because you know you're going to do the whole thing with Punk at SummerSlam but why was this necessary? If you were going to give it to Rey Mysterio at some point, this is not the way you should have done it. And it's it's one of those fucking reigns that Rey Mysterio had that ended prematurely. So I did I think, not understand this at all. I think the reason why they did that was to give Rey 
that accolade. It's kind of like, think of it like when The Miz won it recently. Because honestly, there was no room for anyone else to be, be champion at that specific time, if you really think about it. Because of like, who was in the main event? Like, Ray just wasn't going to fit. He, he wasn't a main event guy anymore, to be honest. He was a main event opponent, but not a main event guy who's going to win these matches. So I think they were given to him to give him that accolade just to show, like, in the history books, it's still going to show Rey Mysterio was a WWE champion. So it's kind of like The Miz. The Miz just won a second title, and he held it for, like, a week and then lost it. It's like that. That... Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was actually my last pick. Uh, the Miz, I felt like he should have also, if you were going to give it to him, he should have also gotten, um, you know, a solid run or a decent run, not mm-hmm. just what we saw. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing because Bobby Lashley obviously came out of that looking like a beast and the the champion, but. Oh. I just felt like the Miz deserved better than that. Um, so now that you've used up <laughs> my lifeline, sir, go ahead and uh, present my us with your two picks. Alrighty. So I had my um, second pick was actually going to be um, Seth Rollins' first WWE Championship run. Um, it was cut too short, obviously because of injury. Um, I felt like that was really a great time for Seth Rollins. On I really enjoyed his first championship run. I I do want to eventually do kind of like a a walkthrough of that of that reign eventually um, on the show, but um, that needs planning. Uh, but it was just I felt like there was so much more to have happened. I feel like he was going to be champion for a whole year. I I felt like he was going to go into WrestleMania that year as the world champion. Yeah, the WWE Heavyweight Championship. He was champion for 221 days. So he won it on March 29th of 2015 and held on to it until November 5th of 2015. So... Yeah, he was already getting close to, I think, when is Survivor Series? I know um, that. Like in November? Yeah, so he was already either out of Survivor Series or like right before Survivor Series. Like he, I felt like he was going to be champion, if not to the Rumble, at least until Mania. It was a great run, I feel, and it, it could have been there was still so much more to be told. And I feel like it would have culminated in, in um, Dean Ambrose's actually first title win because um, the one uh, reoccurring uh, theme in his title reign was Moxley, or Moxley, yeah, Moxley now, um, going after that title. And they had some great matches um, while that shit was happening. So... That was my second pick, and my last pick was actually uh, Sami Zayn's championship reign as the NXT champion. Uh, I think he held on to that title pretty shortly. Like He won it at one of the takeovers and then lost it by the next one to Kevin Owens. And I yeah, just that- felt like he, was, he should have had a, a, a little bit of a longer reign. That one I feel too. Damn, 
He was only champion for 62 days. That's only two months. He was champion for two months, and his main, his first feud that he was in, he lost it. And I don't understand why, why they did that. Like, I, I honestly didn't expect Kevin Owens to win that match um, going into it. And then when he won, I was just fucking surprised. So were my buddies that I was watching it with at the time. Um, I mean, not the worst decision in the world for KO, but I felt like Sammy deserved to be champion a lot longer because of the story of him becoming champion was so great. It's like they didn't even give him a chance to be champion. And then he never became champion again. Yeah, man. Um, I I have to agree with you. That was a good fucking pick that you had there. Um, and I literally picked him like five minutes before we started this podcast. Wow. Because <laughs> I, I, I did not know who to pick. And then I just started thinking. Fucking buzzer beater, son. Um, Hit up the park. man. That was um, a good oh. segment. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Nice little tidbit. Sami Zayn was the fifth NXT champion at that time. The fifth all-time? Fifth all-time champion. Yeah, because it was Rollins, and then it was Big E, and then Bo Dallas, and then Adrian Neville. And then Sami. And then Sami Zayn. Which... But yeah, man, uh, great fucking shit. Uh, but that, I think, will just about do it for the segment of the week. Uh, that was my pick for the week. And of course, Nico will be back next week with oh, yeah. a um, with the pick for the new segment for that week. So. For a different segment for a different day. That is right, but I think that'll just about do it for this episode. Um, we covered a lot of shit just because it was a big week, man. Um, crazy shit, and there's still more to unpack as we continue the road to All Out and Clash at the Castle. Uh, I think those are like kind of right next to each other, aren't they? Um, might I have think to do so. A- a two pay-per-view review episode coming up soon it feels like we'll see how the days line up actually yeah they're, they're one day after the other oof that's gonna be good um but yeah man any final thoughts before we go ahead and close off this show for the week thank god all out is on labor day weekend that's all i gotta say oh that's gonna be wild but um yeah, man, that's going to do it for us. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod. That's R A S S L E. Not wrestle, it's wrestle. Let's Wrestle Pod. Double S L E. There you go. That's what I was going for, but I kind of fucked it up. But yeah, man, that will do it. You can check out our link tree in the description box as always. And you've been listening to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. And we are signing out. Peace. Peace.